0: pod boys productions Welcome back to Movies Are Relevant. It's your boy Padre over here, ready to jump back into a little film talk, a little cinema verite, a little silver screen action, a little uh, questioning look from my co-host over there, E-Nam, Eric. How are you doing today? What was that I think I saw a look from you just now on Skype here.
1: I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I'm just excited uh, that we've uh, not done this in a while. I'm pretty pretty pumped for that. We just talked about the new PTA uh, film off mic, so
0: you know that's right. Well, not technically off mic. I mean, what Eric's alluding to is we just did a filmed a little trailer reaction. So we're doing reactions now. If you haven't checked out Drew's views and a Monday every Monday anime reactions for me have been doing that for a while, but now Eric has joined me on a new series there. Check that out. We just did a trailer reaction too back to the cinema for PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson's new film. Uh, upcoming film, Licorice Pizza trailer dropped this past week. We reacted to that and discussed it. Today the main film we're gonna talk about is pretty weird I would say. So we're we're starting off in the right in the right zone. Today we're going to be discussing The Green Knight uh, from a little while ago. We, we weren't quick on the ball with this one, I'll say. Uh, maybe we were focusing a little much on on the other adventure with uh, anime reactions. But, you know, The Green Knight, by, uh, directed by David Lowery from this past summer. Uh, another A24 joint, we really like those. These were some indie boys, I guess. Usually, been pairing our newer films and recent episodes with an older classic. Normally, one that I make Eric watch. Hey, that's in black and white, etc I know you had watched a, an older a classic that we might be t- we might discuss that a little bit as well. Even though I re- I did not recently rewatch it, unfortunately, which was uh, Yo, Jimbo, right?
1: So when the tables are turned, and I assign you a classic film <laughs> for our little discussion for a little tea time here. I see where you're. So the rules just don't sort of apply to Drew.
0: I mean that. Both things can be true. The rules don't apply, <laughs> and I, and I have seen it though. So I mean, I still can talk about it. You know, the movie "A Fist uh, Full of Dollars" was based on that as what well, basically a Western remake of that as well, which I've also seen. I think I saw that one first, even. But um, I'm definitely familiar with the general overall structure and the themes, plotline. But maybe some specifics will be alluding me. And frankly, some of the Green Knight uh, specifics might elude me as well. Because I did see this, I think the week or maybe the second week it was out in the theaters. A rare foray into the theaters in 2021 for me. I've, I've been a couple times now, but that was one of the few. But you've seen it uh, just a couple of days ago, right?
1: Uh, yeah, about a week ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, you watched it on uh, streaming, right? I still haven't been back to a theater.
1: I don't know. I I think... I just got into a... I just got into a groove, you know? Like, I'm vexed up. I'm ready to party. Like, I should be going and have... Like, I should be out in the world doing the things that I want to do again. But I extremely just watch both these movies at home on a computer monitor.
0: Yeah, the way Laura intended it to be watched. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he's, like, a Christopher Nolan style or something, but I'm sure it wouldn't, he would prefer it. But um, yeah, the, in New York, uh, where you live, of course, for the listener... Where I used to live as well. The theater situations are kind of weird there to begin with. Like, you're going on like five stories, and most of them are all kinds of. Just, it's, I don't know, it's always a weirder thing.
1: Right. Like, the, the spread out multiplex situation that you would have, you know, most places in America is definitely not like what we have in New York. Even our multiplexes are like, okay, we've got two different screens on three different floors, and um, you figure it out how to get there. Because I will not tell you, but you know, you've got we've got some good
0: theaters. Might be going on an escalator for several minutes. <laughs> no, but uh, I guess where I used to live in Astoria—that's the one I started going to the theater more the last couple of years. I lived in New York. That one out there is a little more normalish, I guess, though, to what people might be used to. What's a good New York? You just said there's. A good theater recommendation
1: uh we got we got Nighthawk um shout out to Syndicated right around the corner from where I live in Bushwick uh they don't show a lot of like current run theater like this is out now and collecting box office for the for the totals that we all care about
0: it's a little more like my beloved New Beverly theater With the- yeah yeah
1: yeah a bit of a repertory like theater situation there I mean, we've got an Alamo here, but, like, don't patronize that Alamo until they get the shit together.
0: Well, you're not patronizing any of these theaters anyway, so it's a move point right now. Personally, no. no. <laughs> but we're trying to drum the, the business back up. Yeah, I think Green Knight. Was that the last movie I saw in the theater then? Yeah, because I've been to New Beverly, Beverly a few times since then, but it's the last, it's the last current movie I've seen in the theater. Well, let's get into it. I, I mentioned his name a couple times, David Lowry. He did a ghost story, which I think... I think we both liked that right
1: yeah yeah I thought that was pretty good
0: we got the whole uh notable for Rooney Mara eating a whole pie like her character basically in like real time as one does yeah Casey Affleck as the ghost and that had some cool so actually uh well I don't want to jump right into Green Knight spoilers but there was something I definitely saw a big similarity between how Ghost Story and Green Knight ended actually We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Mm -hmm. But overall thoughts, so this is a Arthurian legend tale. I guess the Green Knight, I don't know if they've ever done a a whole movie about it. They probably have, but... Not one that
1: I'm familiar with.
0: Yeah, maybe not. It's a little bit of a side story from the main Arthur stuff, you know, dealing with uh, Gawain, who is a character in, like, the Knights of the Round Table and stuff, but... And I guess he is the nephew of... At least in this, he's the nephew of King Arthur.
1: I never read the play, or the, the poem, so yes, <laughs> he he's presented in this film as a nephew of King Arthur very importantly.
0: Yeah. Also, they don't say King Arthur ever in the film that I caught. They just call him King, but...
1: It's clear what's happening, And His though.
0: mother, then, is Morgan Le Fay, which they don't say either, but she's like a witch. Which I'd seen the...
1: Oh, for real? I did not know that.
0: That, that that was that character
1: no or like her name in the cast list is just mother i didn't put that together at all
0: oh yeah that's what i'm saying they don't say the name but but well so i had also fairly recently watched actually again at the new beverly where they show old movies i went i think i told you about it maybe even on the podcast but i saw excalibur there
1: the really cringy excalibur yeah we've talked about this Yeah, john
0: borman's excalibur maybe about a month before i saw this and Morgan Le Fay is a big character in that. That's not a Green Knight. That's about Arthur more specifically. And actually, Gawain in that is played by Liam Neeson, and it's not supposed to be related to Arthur or Morgan. But the big thing in that is Morgan and um, Arthur are, you know, siblings, half-siblings, and she is like a witch. Yeah. In this film, at the beginning, basically, you see... So it's Dev Patel who plays Gawain... Or Garwin, as the king calls it, refers to him as. <laughs> and you see, like, his mom doing, like, some type of spell or whatever. She's... Basically, it seems like she contrived this whole thing and got the Grand Knight... It does. ...to come to the Christmas dinner and try to make her son more notable. I was getting impression. Right.
1: And I guess we should say now, um, this movie follows Def Patel playing Garwin as sort of... Gar- or Garwin... <laughs> <laughs> playing sort of like a a good for nothing rousabout character, just kind of living in the shadow of the end of the century that all the stories from English uh, folklore are about. Um, you know the all the all the great deeds of the like knights of the Round Table and everything, and the unification of the like first like Gaelic kingdom allegedly. Yeah, follows him on a quest after uh for some reason his mother does not attend a dinner and then casts a spell that we see. Well, that would uh... be the reason that we
0: know is the (laughs) The reason, is because she's back there casting the spell, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so in in the poem and the film, a tree-like green man? Yeah, he's green because his his name is the green man, Man, the green knight, Yeah, offers this deal, which is like, let's have a contest if anyone can strike a blow against me like i'll give them this super cool accent like you'll be cool and famous and that'll be one of your great deeds like one of your great knightly deeds that people sing about but you come and find me in a year and uh you're gonna get what you gave me basically a rematch and so that's kind of the whole plot of the movie and then the whole movie's two hours two hours and 15 minutes of yeah the journey there
0: the journey is the destination You mentioned the poem just now, but then before you said you haven't read these, or have you read that?
1: I've not read it. Um, I did a little research. You know me, I like to be up on things, but I've not read that. I want to say I've read no poems dating back to the time when that poem was written. I want to say I've read nothing that old.
0: Well, it's a struggle to get you to watch films from the 40s and 50s, so yeah. Not if they're good. (laughs) All right, all right, we won't get into that. Yeah, so this, again, we already said it's A24, it's an independent film. This is not a action-packed, you know, uh, Antoine Fuqua's King Arthur type, you know, movie.
1: I would kill to see that.
0: Well, you can, it's available, and right now, I mean, it's probably streaming on Netflix or something.
1: Wait, that's a thing?
0: Yeah, it's going to be like maybe 2005. I believe Natalie Portman's in it, I want to say.
1: Oh!
0: Oh! maybe it's not portman i can't remember but
1: kieran knightley's in it
0: uh what's at uh, clive owen i think plays king arthur in it, or or lancelot or one of them
1: that was that was an action-packed romp you know i have seen that okay okay
0: yeah it's not very good no anyway but you know what i mean it's not an action film it's not like the excalibur foreman's excalibur either that i just mentioned which is more of a faithful retelling i think of the legend or whatever or like specific stuff. This is more uh what would you call it as like some independent films are more known for. It's more like uh well, it's contemplative a little bit, but it's more um what am I trying to say here? Eric,
1: well, it's pointing it's pointing the thrust of the story inward, right on the character and the and the viewer, frankly. Um so it's not about and if you're playing the game, drink. Um it's not about like external forces coming to like take your land or your or your children from you. It's it's Mostly about how, like, the plot that we've set out in this movie changes you on the inside.
0: Yeah, and, and what does it mean to be, I guess, like a great knight or do these deeds? Because, like, also, yeah, he. This is hardly even spoiler territory. It's essentially the first, the opening of the movie when the Green Knight comes on the Christmas feast, when he challenges him, and then, Dev, or you know, uh, Gar, Gawain. Garwin. Garwin. I, I so this I, the guy playing King Arthur is is uh, I recognized him from the the last few mission impossible films where he's the villain and those. Mm-hmm. he is a great voice yeah but garwin <laughs> nephew garwin he arises to that challenge but the green knight basically just bows down and lets him like decapitate him essentially <laughs> it's not a fight at all really so right but then people are still like cheering him on like throughout the whole year the show and then but he's kind of like well i didn't really he's getting more nervous about having to go because he basically knows like I think he knows at least like it's not gonna, right. <laughs> it's gonna be easy to go rematch the guy or is he really gonna go through with it I think he was gonna not even go through with it but then his uncle the king kind of shows up at their house and kind of right right tells him to shut or whatever and then so yeah and then like we said it's the journey he's on that he meets some other characters along the way and yeah we could get into spoilers now but but I guess before that well you liked it a lot right you're saying off mic. I
1: did like it a lot. This is the part uh, where we... right before we spoil stuff, where I say that the score to this movie was incredible. It's just like this weird, freaky Old English, Middle English, like whatever actually, like, actual language that they're singing, which I did not bother to look up. This weird, freaky, airy, choral presence constantly. And then some really effective, unnerving horror movie synths and basses. It is... Wild. It was one of my favorite things about the movie. And then um, just just like a really, at times, like grand, strange, fantastical, to use one of the pretentious phrases, like palettes that he's painting with here. Like there are literal CGI giants that I won't tell you anything else about. That's not a huge spoiler.
0: Yeah. That's interesting you're talking about the score. I guess it didn't stick with me too much. Because now I'm trying to remember. Again, it's a a while since I saw it, but... I wouldn't have personally come away being like, that was my one of my main takeaways, but... It was
1: really, one of my main takeaways.
0: <laughs> interesting. And I look I said, A24, they do a lot of these horror, indie horror films that the score is a big thing as well. And you're even saying it was kind of horror-ish at times, which I'm kind of remembering now, I guess. I mean, there are some kind of horrific sequences in this. For sure.
1: But yeah, the it was definitely like, it was a horror movie score. Like, like that's a choice that they made, for sure.
0: And then there's good performances, obviously. Deb Patel's really good as the main character. Uh, Alicia Vikander does double duty as two separate characters. Joel Edgerton, the one kid who's in a ton of stuff now, who's very good also. Barry something, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Keo or Keoghan or something. Some Irish Welsh name. He's, uh, he has good range too. He's like super creepy and uh, a killing of a sacred deer. And then... He, yeah, that's what he's in. Okay, okay. And he's also, like, the innocent guy who kind of... In uh, Dunkirk, like, the kid who ends up getting killed on the boat. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different character, though. He's a little more toward... He's not really creepy in this, but he's a little more toward the the villainous uh, in this one.
1: Certainly, yeah. I mean, there is believable tension there. Like, he... Like, it's a good performance. Like, he he plays a real bastard's bastard really well.
0: And Gwen is not a good... The character is not a good knight. I mean, he's not... uh, Doesn't really know what he's doing or whatever. Uh, Anyway, so...
1: Right. This is a story about a good-for-nothing, like, comparing himself to um, the great knights of what in, in the world, the context of this story, to him, would be the great knights of actual history, which, like, obviously we know that none of the shit in the Arthur stories happened. But, yeah, he, he, uh, growing up, like, basically at the right knee of King Arthur, and what do I have to show for it? Who am I? Like, where is my great quest? Then, like, this is, you know, something really, really hard that he can't get away from. And then he, this is constantly facing little trials to try and get himself to grow up and be a man and face the consequences of his actions, which I think is another, like, major theme of this. And, um, yeah, it's fucking great a very effective interior performance from dev Patel.
0: yeah let's talk spoilers now then yeah it's a wreck from both of us what they do at the end i was kind of referencing a ghost story with this because it's kind of similar like in that film it just goes through time all of a sudden at the end and like the ghost is still there oh yeah yeah, 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 it's yeah. Just go backwards and forwards in time i think or or just i'm trying to remember if it goes both ways i think it does but um in this, they do like a, a kind of forward, big forward montage thing too, showing go in, going back, becoming king, all this stuff. Whole has a whole life, whatever, and then eventually, getting taken over and getting killed, or I don't, I can't remember now if he he's killed in this or he just sees his kingdom falling or whatever, but. Then it's revealed, so that was like a ghost story when they're like going through, <laughs> I think Larry likes doing this type of thing, it seems like. Just going through time like this at the end of a film. But then in this one it's revealed that it didn't really happen, that was like, if he would have made the choice which was to run away from the Green Knight but he doesn't do it then, he is brave or whatever and says like alright you can decapitate me or whatever, up to you. And then it just ends with the Green Knight going like like this, right? And then not He's not go- implied. He's not actually going to do anything, right? He just wanted to well um, test his bravery, or, or is that how you read it?
1: In the poem, he does not decapitate Gowen after he agrees that, like, yeah. yes, this is the bet I've made for myself, and it is time to line it. You can have my head. Uh, he did, in in the poem, it is not a matter of like guessing that there is no beheading, but in this one, it names the it names the final chapter a beheading at the chapel and at the very end when he's like taking off the the second little little green belt that he's had made for himself that like will protect him from all harm and make him this like great king oh yeah uh, and he, he sees his life or his future fa- pass before it flash before his eyes like you're saying and he's like i actually wouldn't be a great king because i never learned how to be a good man and he takes the belt off and the green knight says good boy now off with your head Cuts black so it's meant to If you're taking it out of context of the poem, I believe to be a little ambiguous there, right?
0: I guess it's slightly ambiguous. To me, I took it as he's not going to actually do anything because of the motion he makes, like... Because he goes like this on his throat with his finger, though, not with an actual sword or whatever. So to me, that's like playfully being like, all right, there's your... That's what you did to me. I'm doing it back to you. So that's what I took it as. I think that's
1: actually right before when he says, do you recall the blow that you gave to me? And kind of slashes his own throat with his finger.
0: Oh, but I thought he he actually puts the he puts his finger on Gawain's throat at the maybe at throat, the throat. very he end like that to, to him not to himself I'm doing it to myself on this video because
1: oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah it okay it. yeah you're doing like a wrestling yeah, no, he does like, he makes a finger motion on Gawain's
0: throat I believe <laughs> is a bad
1: yeah yeah that makes sense
0: so that's why I took it that way but yeah I don't know I guess it could be it either way it doesn't really matter it be big Yeah. Like I guess in the poems and legends or whatever, goin goes on to do more stuff. So probably right. So
1: to do great things because he's learned how to, you know.
0: But that's not. We kind of were talking yeah, about it a little bit, but it's not what this film's about, though. Like doing great things, essentially, it's not.
1: Absolutely not. Under no circumstances.
0: And then we are kind of alluding to too, but yeah, like the the character that we we're talking about, the actor, he steals all of his stuff or whatever, you know. Uh, a hammer or what whatnot go in so yeah he's not he was sharp. Like, what happens to the character then? He gets killed some other way is there? Right? I'm trying to remember. No.
1: Do we never see him again?
0: Nothing he just disappears. Okay. In
1: fact there's a way to read this where this is all happening like in in Gawain's dying brain Uh, because we do see cameras spinning around and we see like the the trees and the Mm. day day yeah. and night, like, flashing and, like, seasons start to change and it, it turns, the camera turns back to the ground and there's a skeleton there.
0: So that was, like, another fake-out thing, though, where, the, yeah, I see that. Right, it right. Just,
1: like, crazy. leaving you a cheap-out if you want to read the rest of this as, like, a dying man's dream. Like, he, he never even made it to the chapel. He was just, like, such a loser that he couldn't even get there, right?
0: Well, what happens after that, then, and between going to see the green Knight again, he he sees, the like, the other Vikander character... And Edgerton, they're like,
1: well, before that, we got the uh, ghost of Saint Ingrid or or Saint Winifred.
0: Ah, yeah, that was one of the more horror parts, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: really creepy part. One of the more like confounding parts of the movie to me. Uh, he just like is found sleeping by like spoiler alert, this is a ghost in this like abandoned cottage, and she tells him this horrible story about how like some man in her life or no, some man just came through and cut off her
0: head. And, and she was like, wait, was it you? Or it might have been a menu or something she said? Right.
1: right. Um, and then makes him fish her head out of a pond. And then he meets a talking fox. And then he meets a bunch of giants. Mm. Yeah, the fox. That the fox protects you. him from. And then he meet, he comes to this castle in the woods with the second of Alicia player uh characters.
0: The more high cl- high status character. Our other ones are low status. Now she's going high. Yeah, there's a whole, again, about not being a knight, she's, like, jerking him off or whatever, and then saying he's not a knight when he comes out mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Then also the lord at Edgerton tries to, like, make out with him later on the yes. end. Yes. So that's a whole interesting couple there.
1: It's a very trippy movie. Like, yeah. it, it's really hard to get your footing in the narrative.
0: That's kind of what I was maybe trying to reach for before I was trying to think of a term for how this was, but... That's not exactly what I was looking for, but it's uh, it's along those lines. Yeah, trip. Yeah, you don't know exactly what's going on or not, because it is weird. But yeah, in these Arthur stories, including this one, there is just kind of magic-type stuff that happened. Uh-huh. It is a fantasy, truly. Yeah. I don't know, is there any other spoiler-type stuff you want to get into with this one? I mean,
1: that's kind of the whole movie. I thought it was great.
0: Did you notice the connection? I spotted a, a connection to the other... A twenty four classic, the Vevich. Do you know where I'm going with this one?
1: No. So you just mean the talking animal?
0: No, no, not even that. Uh, the mother and father character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah actors yeah, yeah. from that are both. Yep, in that's this. right. The father is the Green Knight. I mean, it's that you can't tell what he looks like, but his voice, and maybe I would assume he's in. He's doing like the CGI or whatever stuff, Andy Serkis type stuff. I don't know, and uh, the mom, his wife from the Vevich, is. Uh, queen whatever in this uh, i guess it would be queen uh what's arthur's queen uh guinevere I mean, that actor's more notable probably from uh, a- as eliza aaron from game of thrones mm-hmm. but, but. no
1: she's more notable as being the weird mom in the bitch
0: okay you think well they reunited in this one anyway yeah that's the green knight uh, do we want to uh talk a little Hyojinbo. let's you can drive the conversation on this one i guess i was trying to think of a connection i thought i had something now i'm trying to remember what it was i guess they're both kind of like a journey that goes nowhere almost kind of or well, that's point the journey or what actually happens is ultimately kind of pointless but the characters
1: oh i thought you were talking about the the, the very end would be the connection and that's why you couldn't spoil it
0: I don't, maybe I was, I honestly can't remember now what I was thinking, but why don't you go into what that is?
1: Oh, at the very end, he's just like very matter-of-factly super unafraid, no no dialogue uh, coming from him, gives a dying man his gun back, and the man tries to shoot him and does or does not, with depending on how much of a spoiler you want for a 50-something-year-old, 60-something-year-old
0: movie. I think it's fine to spoil it, but yeah, I guess we're at the beginning of the talk, but yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. I, I think it's fine. Like I said, it, it's also Fistful of Dollars, same plot and everything, right? Which maybe more people have seen in America, certainly. Also, pretty old at this point, of course. Have you seen that, by the way?
1: I've definitely seen that whole trilogy.
0: So when you're watching Yojimbo, Jimbo, this is the first time you saw Yojimbo, Jimbo, right? Yeah. It was you were kind of like picking up, like, oh, I've seen, I recognize these plot points, kind of thing, or
1: no? Yeah, for sure. And it's also like just a really common plot of, I don't know other westerns, video games, just a stranger comes to town and tries to make it right without trying to get too involved. Because, you know, I'm mysterious and I've got, you know, I've got a dark past that I, we don't even need to talk about on screen. But it's a pretty common plot. Uh, both movies, this, this and the West Sergio Leone western that it inspired, are, you know, just kind of like westerns. Well, I don't have a ton to say about them thematically or anything. They're just like the lead actor is great in both. Uh, the scoring grade is both.
0: Yeah, you're back on the score. Huh?
1: The story is kind of it is kind of what it is. It's just like a, it's just like, like a pulp novel, you know. It's the story is the plot here.
0: I don't even remember the score in, in this one either. Really, I guess I I could picture the fistful of dollars yeah, one because yeah, yeah. you know it's the, uh, it's a Morricone whatever. But
1: the score to Yo Jimbo is like real funky, for like 1940, 50, whatever.
0: Let me let me look up on this is. I think it's late fifth. No, it's 1961. Okay. 61. Yeah, so fistful of dollars only came out three years later. The
1: score is extremely funky. Like, I guess it's just like weird like harvest dance beats from that could conceivably have come from Japan at that time, but it is like noticeably like we are grooving through most of this movie.
0: What uh? What time period is this movie supposed to take place in? the Eighteen hundreds, I guess, at some
1: point. I would say fifteen, sixteen hundreds, because there's there's like one gun in the whole movie, you know.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean it's more of like the Shonen, you know, a Ronin rather, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> different. Yeah, Ronin. Uh, yeah, character that's uh, Mifuni. I mean, so something I want to point out that when you're talking just now about it, it's like a common Western plot, etc. I think that difference with this. And then Festival of Dollars is, like, the idea that it's not just the guy comes into town and does whatever. Like, he actively starts playing off the two factions against each other Yeah. You know, to ruin them both, essentially. So that's, like, that the big hook, right? And I think, I don't know, this might have been the first film film that had that, that specific plot, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, of course, it's Kurosawa. So he's... Notable for being, like, revolutionary on a lot of fronts, um, including some of his plots and things like that. But, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's fun to, like, see uh, a character kind of do that sort of thing, of course, you know, just, like, play people off against each other. Because, also, you don't really care. Mostly people aren't good guys anyway, so.
1: Right, like, he says a couple of times, basically, like, there's a lot of assholes in this city I still have to kill. Just fantastic character or lack thereof.
0: So there's the whole thing, and in both films, you know, it's the whole thing where like, he kills, he's supposed to be bodyguarding or working for the one guy. He goes and kills, like, all his men in, like, a barn or whatever and then comes out saying, like, oh, I just got here and they all got, they, all, they were all dead or whatever. i like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shrugging him that way. Obviously gets found out eventually. So there's a spiritual sequel to this, called Sanjuro from 1963 which I've seen more recently I think I watched that within the past year I would recommend that one too
1: but it's not as much of a sequel as A Few Dollars More
0: neither of them are direct sequels like it's not supposed to be the same character technically or at least it's not stated as the same character
1: in the in the Clint Eastwood one
0: yeah he's not like ever stated it and A Few Dollars More to be like that same he doesn't have the same name or whatever I don't even know if he has it has a name, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Well, let, yeah, me yeah. Look up, let me look up that up to be sure, but...
1: The character, like, famously doesn't have a name. Yeah, the man Like, he keeps giving them. them... Yeah. Interesting. I maybe last saw those when I was 12, 13, but it felt like... Maybe it's because I understood it as a sequel, but it felt like it was very obviously a sequel. Uh, but I have not seen Sanjuro. I'm going to. I watched... Uh, I think I was texting you when I watched it, um, Seven Samurai, a couple weeks ago. Um, and that's why Yojimbo was on my mind.
0: You watched that one first, right? Before, yeah. Yojimbo.
1: Yeah just working my way through uh... yeah
0: that's a long it's a long one
1: yeah Jesus it is long
0: and of course that's another one that was remade as a spaghetti western uh-huh. or regular western I don't remember who directed Magnificent Seven if it's Italian or not but yeah that's uh, and then that's remade so yeah like I was saying uh, yeah Kurosawa definitely whatever he was getting influenced by you know he was the progenitor of a lot of these popular plot line type things I guess
1: mm-hmm. it's not that deep Right, it's not. It's nothing that serious. It's just like a nice, like, fun genre movie that you like want to get through. But like some of the shit that's happening. First of all, Tashira Mufune, I I you this when I was watching the first one, but he is as advertised. Like, what a presence. What 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 command?
0: When you're saying, uh when you're saying it's not that deep. Sorry, you're back on you, Jimbo, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah, Mufune is amazing for sure, and uh he could play a lot of different roles too. He's in most Kurosawa films. One of the few ones he's not in is actually one we talked about on the podcast when we watched, uh, the, the cancer one. Uh, what's it called? Ikaru. Right. That actor is also in Seven Samurai, though. He's the other main character in Seven Samurai. Uh, he's very good also. He's the old guy? Yeah, he is. And, um, okay. Yeah, but Kurosawa films, yeah, they are pretty simple plot lines usually, and they are very humanistic as well. This one is maybe a little bit less in that direction, though, like we're saying. Yojumbo's a little more cheeky or not... Yeah, it's a little more uh, not taking itself as... Not that his other films take themselves so seriously. But that's what I'm trying to say. But, like, it's a little more... Uh, like, even with the main character, he's a little more ambiguous in it as to whether it's like... And, like, Clint Eastwood takes it even further in that direction with his acting style. But, like, you don't know. He is a little ambiguous as to being a good, bad guy or whatever.
1: Well, and like we say that, but this is a movie with good guys and bad guys. Even though he starts as a completely blank slate who's just there for the chaos. He's obviously following a code or whatever. He's not just cutting up those six dudes in in the in the warehouse just to play the two gangs off of each other. Like he has decided in that moment to like free the lady cuz she did nothing wrong. She and her husband and their and their child is like this is what a good guy would do and I have to like I'm here and I have to make that decision. So like there's a bit more of a like cops and robbers element going on but he's supposed to be kind of like a rogue i guess in Ronin, like he's definitely more of a wild card but there's a clear protagonist and antagonist situation
0: that's true that's true i guess i'm thinking though there's a little more like with death and other curse out will is taken a little more seriously or something like more weight on it
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and also so I, I just went to the wikipedia page for you jumbo And just so I'm talking about, like, Kurosawa came up with, or was he the first one to come up with this type of plot? In the production section, it says, uh, Kurosawa stated that a major source for the plot was the 1942 film noir classic, The Glass Key, an adaptation of Dashiell Hammett's 1931 novel, The Glass Key. Now, speaking of drinking games, I can't believe this is connecting again. But New Beverly Cinema, <laughs> yeah, is another yeah, yeah, yeah. film I saw there. Drink. That was the last one I saw there. The Glass Key, uh, I saw a noir double feature a couple of weeks ago, where this was one of the movies. And now that I think back, I was there. I do see where the inspiration came in a little bit because that's another one where the character in that is kind of playing off of. I also I actually thought the Glass Key is a little more. I was getting vibes of thinking that it was inspiring uh, Miller's Crossing, the Coen Brothers movie, which I think it probably also did. Almost certainly, right? When I watched The Glass Key recently, I was like, oh, this reminds me a lot of Miller's Crossing. I bet that was inspiration for that, which it probably was. And then, because also, like, the main character in that is very similar to the, and in the similar type of position and stuff to the main character in Miller's Crossing, uh, Gabriel Burns' character. But this is saying that Kurosawa was getting direct influence from that Brio Jimbo, which is oh, interesting. And I do see, I don't see it as strongly as with Miller's Crossing, but I do, I guess I can see, like, it, it is going back to the thing of, like, playing people off of each, playing sides off of each other. In the glass key, though, he is still more on one person's side, I I think, even though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though he, he's, like, switching around or it looks like he's flip-flopping around. Like, in this, it's he's on his own side, basically. Or on the side of, in Yojembo I mean, on the side of, his own code or whatever doing what he thinks is right right
1: right okay yeah wild wild i love playing this game of conjecture <laughs> just like i feel like this was definitely influenced in some way in some small way at least by this other thing that i've seen huh. uh and i love it even more to have those suspicions confirmed like in an interview or something
0: yeah no that's crazy yeah i, I can picture like kurosawa just seems so legendary it's weird to be like he was interviewed talking about this but yeah of course that's how it is like that's all these filmmakers are, getting influence from each other, so. Wild. Oh, I don't remember him being in it, but I guess that actor that we were just talking about, to too, uh, his name's Takeshi Shimura, who's the star of Ikaru and Seven Samurai. He was in Yojimbo, too. It says he's Tokuma Asaki Brewer, who claims to be the new mayor. Oh, really? I don't exactly remember which character that is. Well, a smaller role for him. It movie.
1: was because of the having to read subtitles and occasionally looking at my phone. I will say it was a little hard to, Okay, which character is this now? But I think there were, like, a collection of locals, and then the two the two guys on either side, and I think the two guys on either side, Tohokuma was not one of them.
0: Yeah, maybe not. Because, yeah, I'm trying to think. The Saki Brewer, I, he was kind of hiding out with him. Is that right?
1: No. Mm, no. Room, yeah.
0: Well, both this and A Fistful of Dollars.
1: It was really hard to keep track of, like, who was who, yeah, like, among the locals. Because I mean, he doesn't really hold your hand. It's just like, that's that guy.
0: That's what I was about to say. I don't think it is just a subset of thing that like you're saying. Both this and festival of Dollars, most of the other characters are a little more harder to track, or they're more, um, they don't have a lot of character or whatever. You know, they're just a bunch of like guys to get get killed. Other than like the two, the main guy on each side or whatever. Right, right. Oh, it does say that his name, Mafuni's name is Sanjero and it's so much, I guess it is supposed to be the same. Character, But I feel like they definitely never say it directly in either series. That's what I thought. Well, yeah. Definitely a classic uh, for a reason. And, uh, oh, apparently. So it says the Fistful of Dollars was unofficially a remake. And Toho, the production company of Yojimbo, did sue Leone. I mean, I would. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's clearly the same plot, exactly. Should it be updated again? So we had a... Ronan won a, you know, a a, uh, Old West Gunslinger one. How do we update it even further? What's the next? uh...
1: I mean, we'd have to go to space, right? Because I'm not, who are the samurai? Who are the cowboys of like, of like now, you know? Because we could, so we couldn't do it. It couldn't be a modern thing because I'm not venerating cops in any way. The space
0: cowboys. All right. So like the rock goes to space because he's like the only movie star now. He goes to space and, uh, and there's two fighting uh, alien <laughs> tribes or whatever <laughs> groups. He plays them off each other.
1: Right, right. Someone, you're right. It'd have to be someone like that, like someone outside the law, capable of taking the law into its own hands when it must be done, you know? We're just describing Cowboy Bebop.
0: Yeah, which, hey, should we do another? We were talking, we did a trailer reaction earlier. That's another, that's uh, a TV show, I guess, coming out, live action version. Could do another trailer react to that one.
1: Man. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Very exciting.
0: And we're also, uh, we're talking about, so I, I said The Rock because like, he's like one of the only movie stars, but we could get some fresh blood in our, in our Yojimbo in space. What about, who's a dead celebrity now that has a son that we can throw in here? Like, Does Paul Walker have a son?
1: God, that's dark. <laughs>
0: He's kind of like a. Uh, I could see him being an Eastwoodish almost, so like a, a very, uh, or who, what else do we got? Who, who died recently?
1: Who died recently? I don't know. Prince didn't have any children, I think.
0: I don't know if he did, but that would certainly be weird, a weird one. Does Bowie have kids? He's a, a or a... <laughs> May,
1: maybe, he, maybe so.
0: I think he does. Actually, I think David Bowie's son is a director. Did he direct Moon? What? That movie Moon with Sam Rockwell, I feel like, am I just making this up? I gotta look this up now. Moon from 2009. It was directed by Duncan Jones. Who
1: is David Bowie's son? Yeah. That's insane.
0: Wow, what a pull by me on that one. Well done. Okay, he also directed Warcraft, so I think that might have killed his, <laughs> killed his career. So yeah, he needs, a, I, he needs a rebound. He's gotta find Walker's son, if there is one. Get Jimbo in Space Gong. We're gonna write the screenplay. Are we? Is Toho still around to sue us? I don't know. I think they probably are. Like the most legendary, they were at least the most legendary Japanese film studio. But I don't know if they are still around or not.
1: (laughs) Then nobody tell them. No problem solved. Yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it safe.
0: (laughs) We're not going lower the ranks now. All right. Well, yeah. So, do you want to say anything else about any of the stuff we've been uh, talking about on this episode? We're about ready to bring it on into the station here. Our, is our quest over?
1: You know, I think I kind of emptied the chamber. Two good movies. Great month for movie watching. Very excited about, you know, all the good things coming.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, is there anything? I mean, we talked about maybe another uh, trailer reaction, although I guess it's a TV show. But is there anything real soon coming out on the radar? Oh, wait. Do we even know a release date for? Liquorice Pizza, by the way? We didn't get into that. The trailer didn't say, I don't think.
1: I don't think it did, No. It just says coming soon. I'm looking at December. That's that's when PTM movies release. All
0: right, well, we'll do it. We'll look out for that one. Uh, check out Drew's Views, like I mentioned, for me and Erica doing some anime reactions and other stuff I do on there. Yeah, and maybe more uh, trailer reactions coming. But subscribe to Brooklyn Rebound Podcast to get this show and others. And, uh, yeah, that'll about do it for this Movies Are Relevant We're going to be out of here. Peace, Pod Boys Productions.